0: Thanks, man. I love you, brother. Okay, I want to um, say this because I don't usually do this, and I need to do this. But I really want to thank you, Pastor and Joel, for having me. And I, and uh, because I know there's a lot of work that's involved. You know, there's a lot of people, uh, and and their time is involved. and And my mom's really good at this, and my wife's really good at this. But usually, when they let me go, I'm just you know want to preach and so i don't mean to be that way i'm so thankful i think i I want to tell you I, i i um i don't know what i am actually uh i'm either the president or the vice president of billy brim ministries over canada so that's my mom um so we have to we come to we get to come to canada uh twice a year and i go over you know to toronto and all through new brunswick and all through All, just everywhere. And I'm real familiar for 20 years now, Canada. And I told pastor this, I said, this is where I would want to go to church. And I've even been to really, really big churches, but there's a spirit here. There's the culture that has been set here. You know what I mean? Things change, colors change, music change, sounds change. Right? But the culture stays the same. Amen? Now... I'm excited. So, if how many were here uh, last night? Raise your hand. Okay. So I have to go over just a little bit. Uh, in coaching, you all—I I was a coach, all right—from uh, high school, college, and professional in baseball, and uh, and then God called me and He said, "Now's the time." I remember I was in my office. We were getting ready to go to practice, and I said, "Lord, how can I coach? All I know how to do is how can I preach? All I know how to do is coach." He said. Did I not help you train champions in baseball? And I said, yes, Lord, I gave you all the glory. He said, then I will help you train champions for Christ because I'm coming back for a champion church. And so he told me to name the ministry champions for Christ. It was an amazing thing that happened. The glory, his presence filled my office. He even told me about the number four. I don't use F-O-R, champions number four. That means the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and you. And that's the champion team. And so... I've been doing this, right, for 20 years now and I'm teaching on champions and attributes and and this is what champions say and do and act and and all of all of it backed scripturally. And then I got to a point where I'm like, "Lord, I want to know what it's all about. What is it all about?" I mean, I just kind of I'm sitting in my office, "What is it all about?" And I was getting ready, preparing for an authority conference that mom and I were doing and um so I'm just focusing on that, and then I hear this inside me dial it in. I hear God speak to me in my spirit, not audibly, dial it in, like a, like a, you know, a scope on a gun or, or binoculars, focus. So I could see, I, I understood what he meant. I'm, dialing, I'm dialed in on authority, which is okay to dial in on things like that. But he wanted me to see something further yet that connected to it so i prayed and i studied and i dialed it in and it was the blood and without the blood being shed there could be no authority we could have no authority all right you must know about your authority some of us are praying for god to do things when well, jesus to do things when he's given us the authority to do it i mean it's very clear in the bible and i'm not here to preach that but my goodness that authority that was given to us back from jesus so that blood that was shed. So I got so excited, I dialed in for the first time. And so I'm, I'm connecting the blood and authority. And all of a sudden I hear it again, dial it in. So there was something yet further that connected all of this. And it was the covenant. So co- the covenant that God made with man, right? There had to be uh, blood shed in every covenant. All the Jews know that You know, words have to be spoken and blood has to be shed for any covenant to be real. So the covenant that was made, and we need to be more covenant-minded, right? Okay, so we talked about that. Abram was not covenant-minded. Abraham was covenant-minded. David was covenant-minded. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? So I'm thinking that's it. So I'm preaching all around the world covenant-minded, and it's good, and we need it. And then I hear dial it in what so there was yet another and so i went after it and weeks go by and prayer and you know all of that and then i i i realized what it was all about and it's souls everything done was about for souls okay and then god starts telling me and i had a nasa astronaut tell me everything the purpose of everything is you know So that the earth exists, well, there's lost souls on the earth. So everything's created for souls your chair you're sitting on, the clothes we're wearing, gravity that's holding us here. It's all for the lost, for souls. God so loved the world. So we got to get our perspective off of us. And it's a, your healing is about souls. Are y'all getting this? See, if you're sitting there thinking, I want my healing, I need my healing, healing, that's a little prideful. That's a little bit about you. What it's really about is you being healed so you can reach more souls. Yeah, yeah, sure. Y'all seeing that? And when you get your perspective right, then it, there you go, now it's clicking. Your financial breakthrough, your being debt free is not just for you to have this, huh, peaceful life. No, it's for souls. And so you can tithe and even give above your tithes, willingly. God loves a willing, cheerful giver. The first offering that he had them bring up, he says, you make sure they bring it willingly, God said. I don't want it any other way. Willingly. So, well, it's easier willingly when you have more money, amen? I mean, but anyway. I mean let's just be real. So it's about souls. Your children coming back to the Lord. It's about souls. Your family, your marriage. All of it. So I got it, Lord. I got it. So I preached it. This big conference. Mom was there. And she comes up to me and she says, You gotta know mom. No, you can Google her. There's pages, right? And she's a minister. She's You know, she's preached in the White House several times. Prime ministers, three prime ministers have her phone number for spiritual advisor. On TV a lot with Gloria. Um, Has her own show now, actually. The prophetic witness. But uh, she comes up to me and she, she goes, Chip, there's one more step. The final step. I thought I'd hit it, souls. There's one more. I said, what is it? She goes, the Lord will reveal it to you. I said, well, maybe he's busy right now. He won't mind. Just tell me. No, he won't mind. Just go ahead. Tell me. No, the Lord will reveal it to you. Seek the Lord. Oh. So I did, and she calls me up a week later. Did he reveal it to you yet? Well, you know, and I'm trying to trick her into telling me, which he didn't yet, but whether it was me seeking him enough or not, whatever. But, okay, well, he'll reveal it to you. Mom, just go ahead and tell me. No, the Lord will reveal it to you. He, he, he'll reveal it to you. He'll be more special. And, man, I dug in there, and I just the studying, praying in the spirit. And here it comes. I called mom. She goes, that's it. She goes, that's it. And what it's all about. Well, yeah, souls. But this has a lot to do with souls. This is what the whole. What I'm about to tell you is the story of that whole book. And the story is continuing on. And you're in this story. And when it started, it was all for the glory. And what I'm about to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. I can sense it. I can feel it. Your spirit was made to hear this. It's one of the most powerful things to me that I can teach because it's what it's all about. And I've never seen it like that. I've heard the word glory. I've heard it preached before, but I never saw it like that. And so I'm about to tell you the story of the glory. It is, isn't it? The Bible is about the glory. Are y'all ready for the story of the glory? Are y'all ready? I need your heads to do something. Just just, just not the front row. Not just the front row. You better get ready. Paul, here we go. I'm going to break it. I'm going to give it to you just like God showed it to me. Paul tells us who God is. You must know who he is. Well, what are we doing all this? Why am I going through this? Why is all these things happening? You got to know, first of all, who God is. Ephesians 1, Let's look at it. Put your eyes on it with me up here. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the who? Everybody say it. I want everybody saying it. Still, there's some too cool for school people in here that their mouths didn't move this is a must in learning i'm coaching you right now be coachable be teachable man if you're at a place right now and you're uncoachable you will never reach your destiny you're you'll net you're maxed out no let's be coachable and teachable so who is who is who is our lord god what is on his business card the father of glory that's who he is God is the Father of glory. All right? Now, let's go to the next step. Who is Jesus? James 2.1. Watch this. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who? So Jesus is who? Who is God? And who is Jesus? So what is on Jesus' business card? The Lord of glory. And God, the father of glory. Are you getting the picture? All right. So the the father of glory creates man and crowns him with. Whoo, not gold, not that's asphalt in heaven. I mean, no, he crowned him with glory. Glory must be a big deal in heaven for God is the father of it. Jesus is the Lord of it. He makes man, and the angels are like, "Who is this that you crowned him with this?" The angel said that, and he crowns man, man, us. Supposedly, that's Plan A. That's what the story's all about with glory. Now, here's the scripture for that: Psalm eight, four and five. Let's read that. What is man that thou art mindful of him? The angel said, and the son of man that thou visited him. Click. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, which really is the Elohim God, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Now, so, but then, watch this story. I'm just unfolding it as we go. Man, well, let's go to Romans Romans 3.23. For all have sinned, and what? So when Satan went in, oh, when I saw this, it all, when Satan went in, we know that Satan steals, kills, and destroys, right? And he's a deceiver. But when he went in, what was he after? Because when he left, Adam was still alive. Stay with me. So if it was just to kill Adam, he had failed. But he didn't fail. Are you all with me? Adam lived 900 more years. If it was to break him and Eve apart, he failed. But they stayed together. What was he after? Now he can't operate in it, but he didn't want us to have. And he knew the power of it. He was once an anointed cherub. Glory's a pretty big deal in heaven. The angels are going, he was one of them. Who is this that you crowned? You crowned man. God, what are you doing? You're making him just a little bit lower than you. And so Satan goes, I got to get the glory. He don't care if you live 120 years. He doesn't want you operating in the glory. That's right. there you go. Are y'all getting this? Because yeah, Adam lived 900... And I kept thinking, well, we, well we, we go around. He steals, kill He's trying to kill me. He's trying. Well, yeah, he, he, he wouldn't mind doing that, but he doesn't want you operating in that glory. He doesn't want your family. He doesn't want you to know about it. He wants you to just keep doing what you're doing with no purpose. No threat to him. No threat to his kingdom of darkness. So he can get more souls. But man, when the church operates in the glory. Do you know what the Bible, the story of the glory, calls the church at the end? The glorious church. What the covenant was all about, why Jesus had to come and shed the blood, was for the church to have the glory back. Okay. All right. Are y'all okay? So when man sinned, he came short of the glory. So don't you know that when Satan got that and stole it from man, he laughed and said, the plan is done. Man could no longer from that moment on endure the glory. He couldn't. And so in the Old Testament, Moses had to turn away from God. Why? Because he couldn't endure the glory. In the Old Testament, God's glory stood behind thick curtains in the Holy of Holies, and the priest would come on the year on the Day of Atonement once a year, and he would take great precautions, precautions. Why? Because the Father of glory, the all consuming fire would be there, and what would it consume? Sin. So it, it cannot endure the glory. The light, darkness and light. Turn away, put it behind a curtain. It'll kill you. Don't you remember the Old Testament? David brought the ark, and he was told how to bring the ark. And God told him for his safety. The oxen slipped, fell, boom, the man catches, killed God didn't try to kill that. God didn't want to kill that man. There's no darkness in God. He is light, and in him is no darkness at all. But he, man had sinned and fell short and touched judgment. Okay? Oh, but it was meant for man. The whole plan and the whole story was meant for us to operate in this glory. So you can imagine how Satan thinks he's won. Planner, oh, what a plan. God still had a plan. A plan which began before the creation of the world. God didn't need to do anything different. He had already done it. All right? So the plan was a mystery. Everybody say mystery. mystery. Now here's where it's going to come real clear to you the word mystery in the new testament is used often paul talks about it and what it means is god's plan and in the companion bible you really should when you study study out the companion bible as well because it's really good the companion bible translates the word mystery as this a secret or something concealed that will be revealed okay That's what a mystery is. So when we read these scriptures about mystery, it's a secret that was once concealed that will be revealed. If you've never seen a podium and I had a sheet over it and uh, you didn't know, you never seen one and I reveal it, ta-da, and you go, ooh, you could put your books on there. (laughs) Ah, now here's the cool part about this. What's so great about what I just showed you? Here's the cool part. Before before it was revealed to you and you couldn't see it, it was always there. Are y'all getting this? God's plan for you is already there. We just need more. Ta-da. Are y'all with me? That's what we call revelation. Enlighten our eyes so that we may see. Ta-da. Amen? Praise God. Okay, so mystery, plan, ta-da, revealed. But it's always been there. Okay, so think about it. God's mystery. The the prophets in the Old Testament prophesied about this, wondering what it was and when it was going to happen. The new gospel writers penned it and not knowing a clue what it meant. Until God reveals it to Paul, He reveals. You know what? Here's how I look at it. He takes Paul into this room that says "Top Secret." This is how I see it. He does because Paul's going to talk about and the mystery and the mystery and the mystery. And God takes him in and He pulls out this file. Maybe they had flashlights and it was dark. I don't know. And they pull out this file, and the file says, Operation Glory. You want to see? he was showing, Paul? What it's all about. Now write this down. Put it in these letters. This is what God's telling Paul. So that the church can read it and know it. And understand it. This is what it's all about. So are you all ready? You ready to see what he showed, Paul? Okay, watch this. Romans sixteen 25. Let's go there first. Everybody look up here. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the what? Of the mystery, the plan, right? The secret that was once concealed but now will be revealed. The plan of God. You see mystery? You can say plan of God, which was kept secret how long? So it's been always before the world began, but it's always been there. Are y'all getting this back there? Are you getting this? It's always been there. Okay. All right. Let's go to Ephesians 3, 9. And to make how many y'all want to know the Greek word for all? We got some Greek scholars, evidently. All means all. I'll save you a hour study session. I mean, I've studied every word you can imagine, that the and and Hebrew Greek everything, but all means all. All right? So that all men see. Do you know who all men is? That's you. That's me. That's not just then, that's forever. I want all men to see what is the fellowship, the partnership the whole thing, what it's all about, partaking with God, working alongside with God, the plan, the ta-da, the secret, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. So here he goes. We have hear, we heard it again, the mystery that has been hid. But it's been there this whole time. All right? So let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. Hey, can you do me a favor and put six and seven in King James and then we'll go to amplifying? I didn't put that down, but I think you could do it. Oh, yeah. Crackstaff. Can you drop me a bass real quick? No, just kidding. All right. Kind of still waiting on it. Okay, that's all right. All right. howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are yet perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor are the princes of this world that come to not click. All right. But we speak the wisdom of God in what? Even the hidden wisdom which God when? For what reason? Okay, now watch this. Are y'all getting this? For God ordained when? For what reason? Okay, you're not getting it. Good, you're reading. Great. But now watch this. Let's go amplify just that verse. Verse 7, amplified. But rather what we are setting forth is the wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us. Are you getting this? Paul has given this to us. From, uh, now revealed to us that wisdom, which, that plan, which God devised and decreed before the ages for Our glorification, in other words, to lift us back in. Church, do we know what we, do we even understand what we have? But I'm going to lift them back into the presence of my glory. Because that's what I started it with. That's the plan I had all along. Satan went to steal it. He doesn't want man to operate in it, for it is powerful. And God's plan is the church will be the glorious church, shining for all to see, to impact souls that are lost. Are you all getting this? So when you were saved, see, this is not wrong by what I'm saying. We preach, we emphasize something. When we get people saved, we emphasize so that you don't go to hell and 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 the devil will torment you, and that's all right, but the number one reason you get saved is you're getting saved back into the glory. You see this? We're the glorious church. Now, let's go King James next verse eight. Watch this. Ah. I'm telling you, this is real, people. This is real. Which none of the... This is the very next verse. Which, so, they're going to get saved back into. Jesus came so that you could save back into the glory, which was originally for Adam and Eve and man. But he sinned and fell short. But Jesus came back and shed his blood and gave his life. Not just so that you can go to heaven, but you can operate in the glory. Now. Operation Glory. It's true. I feel so privileged to share it with you. I'm sharing this this, um, this Manila fault, whatever. Okay, which none of the princes of this world knew. For, for had they known it, for had Satan known that that that's why Jesus was crucified, and that's why all these things happened. If they would have known that, they would have net. They would have not. Crucified who? Notice it doesn't just say Jesus. It says the Lord of glory. Amen. Woo! Fun. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Satan's face when the first man got born again? And the glory's back. And the anointing of God is back in this man and the spirit of the Lord and the power and the glory. Oh. Let's go to Colossians 1, 26 and 27. Watch this. This whole book is the story of the glory. Even the mystery. Now we know what that is, don't we? That's the plan of God that was once concealed but now revealed hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Isn't this very clear? Okay, click. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. The, oh, my goodness, you should, you should study that. It's the same connection and meaning in the Old Testament in Hebrew to the blessing, to the blessing all the goodness of God that's all the richness the riches of glory all the goodness your family serving the Lord you healthy you wealthy you are to reach souls this is what the plan is all about that's the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope That's not hope. That's the confident expectation of the glory of God. Woo! Why would we be under condemnation? Why would we hang our heads down? I'm a worm. Why? I'm just a nobody. I can't do nothing. Why? Because the devil is trying to deceive you and keep you from operating in that glory. Because that glory will shine on you, through you in you, and people will come to you. What is that? It'll be way better than any track you hand out. Trust me. Trust me. It will impact. Is that a key word around here? That's a great word. You know how you're going to impact people? Shine in that glory. Because it's yours. I don't feel real glorified. Now, I don't care how you feel. It's not about feeling. I just showed you the truth. You believe it or you don't believe it. Now, if you believe it, then you speak it. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon me. The glory of the Lord is in me. Amen. It's on me, in me. I'm staying close to the light. Praise God. The hope of glory. I can't imagine. So... When a person gets born again, the process of glorification, the glorification process begins. That's when it begins. Not it's, it's over. It's when it begins. And then you go from different degrees. Let's look at it. 2 Corinthians 3.18. See, now this makes sense. Now watch this. Amp- uh, I think I want uh, amplified. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Amplified. Change that little KJV to Amplified. (laughs) AMP. Click. There you go. Is this the old one or the new one? I want the old one. All right, we're good. I got a thumbs up. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, or is that what you're doing? Are you continuing in the word? There's how that glory goes up. Are you too busy? Because this is, this is our job. This is what we're to do. And we continue in that word, as, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image, which the angels couldn't even understand. And Satan tried to take it away. In ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another degree of glory, For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, who is the Father of glory. From one degree to another degree. That word degree is also translated grade. So let me ask you, what grade are you in? Kindergarten, somebody said, well, at least they're honest. (laughs) But think about it. Now this is going to be silly and you're going to laugh, but then it's going to get real true. It's gonna get real real. What if at your age right now, all of us at our age right now, I don't know how, hopefully it's similar in America and Canada. You get a letter in the mail and it's from your third grade teacher, Miss Johnson. Y'all have third grade? (laughs) Grade three, okay, grade three, okay. Y'all skipped, okay. And she has the supplies that you need, right? Crayons don't eat them. Glue don't eat it. Ruler, pencils, number two. What happened to number one? They let us down. Anyway, that's not important. But okay. So, so you get this, and your age now, your age. You go to the classroom Monday morning, and the third graders are all there staring at you. You're weird. You're old, creepy, why are you here? You're trying to get in the desk and you can't really fit in there. Now, silly as that sounds, that's really real in the spirit realm. And Paul talks about all the time, not spiritually mature. Just steal on milk. You know, babes. But go from one grade. Go higher. You get to. You don't have to. Another degree of glory to shine and affect more people. Your family. Your neighbors that you thought could never go to the Lord. Are you kidding me? Go higher. And they'll be drawn to it. They don't realize it, but that's what they're after. They were born for it. They don't know that. But we're to shine in it. Are y'all with me? What do you mean? Let's go to Isaiah 59, 60. Uh, Let's go to Isaiah 59, uh, 21 and 60. So this is still Old Testament, but I'm going to show you where it works for you. As for me, this is my what? Okay, y'all remember all this? That covenant was for you and us to operate in that glory. Like it was in the beginning. And when he is, God is covenant minded, he never breaks his covenant. Trust me, I will not break my covenant. He says it several times in the Bible. How many are born again in here? You gave your life. You are in covenant with the father of glory. That's a pretty big deal. Everything he has is yours and yours is his. All right. He's got your back. saith the Lord. So he's talking to who everybody who he's in covenant with. Well, who is he in covenant with? The Bible talks of three groups of people, the Jews, the nations, and the church. We are in the church group. We have a covenant with him. If you're born again, you have a covenant. The Jews have a covenant with him. Read the Bible. It's a good book. It'll really bless you. The Jews have a covenant with God. So everybody he has a covenant with, saith the Lord, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, your children, your children, or out of the mouth of your children's children, saith the Lord, from henceforth and how long? Forever. forever. Everybody say forever. forever. Say it loudly. Forever. forever. I was in a church in Australia, 5,000 people, and I said, say forever. And they all went, forever. And it sounded so cool. I said, say it again. Forever. forever. You, that's pretty good. Forever. He's doing it better than I am. And so I made them do it like two or three times. And they're like, okay. I said, now say it like me. And they all went, forever. <laughs> so here comes the command. Say command. command. Not a suggestion. A command. It's coming. Now, you got to remember, guys, chapters and verses were not part of the original text. They added those in later for man's sake. And here comes the very next thing he says to everybody who? The father of glory, who he's in covenant with. The commander, right, in chief, gives this command, which a command from God means life or death. So if you do it, you live. Not he kills you, you choose. You choose darkness, you choose cursings. No, the Lord told me, and I told this to the other groups. God said to me to tell him this. He said, you weren't born to lose. You were born to choose. No, I was born to win. Then when you got born again, how come you ain't winning now? You got to choose it. He didn't. He's not going to overpower your will. And he gave you a will. He doesn't make anybody get born again. He doesn't make anybody tithe. You choose. But the blessings will come. Because it's God's way. Are y'all tying all this in now? okay good 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 all right forever everybody he's in y'all say it like australians ready forever. okay not bad click here's the command arise that's the hebrew word kum first things first get yourself to another grade another level for and shine for the light has come and what And the glory of the Lord is risen upon who? Now, I said me when I first read that because I heard the Lord said who. And I said me. And he goes, not necessarily. And I go, God? Hello? Let me pull out my born-again card. I am a member since 72. I didn't really understand it. And then I just meditated on it. And then he showed it to me on those who arise. Did y'all not forget the arise? That's the command. Go higher. That means go to a higher degree from one degree of glory. So when you get born again, you don't receive the fullness of it. You're not capable of it. It would kill you. It would be like giving a child a loaded gun, a little bitty child, a loaded gun. Ah! (laughs) But we are to go from one degree to a higher degree, to a higher degree. Are Y'all getting this? You get to some degrees where what you say happens, what you believe and speak. What degree and what grade are you in? And it'll be risen and seen upon you. I was in New York City preaching. And they took us to this amazing restaurant that you had to get three months reservation prior. Because you see some stars and people like that. And I didn't really care. I'll lead to McDonald's. I don't care. But they wanted to bless me. So we go in. We had a Holy Ghost meeting. And... um, my good friend, who now is in heaven, was with me, Mark Wilhide. Did you know Mark? And um, just went to heaven last week. What a great thing he's done. Of all this, these years, he taught it. He's living in it. Lucky guy. <laughs> Blessed. But we still have some time yet here, right? So Mark and I and David Acostas, and uh, we had signs, wonders, and miracles. And it was Holy Ghost night. We're talking about it in this New York very well-to-do, very proper. And this lady comes over to her table, and she just says, I don't know who y'all are. And another lady came with her, and another man came with her. And we go, we don't know who you guys are, but the glory of the Lord is all about you. And they dropped to their knees and begin to worship God. And we stood up and began to worship with them. The waiters didn't know what to do. The glory had reservations. All right, come on. Amen. Don't you know that the glory needs to be seen in Canadian tire? Did I name one? Is that a good one? Tim Hortons. Come on, I'm naming your stuff now. Y'all have Walmart, right? On All Nine, the glory needs to be turning out right and going right down All Nine. And that person who isn't saved, that little mama who doesn't know what to do, who doesn't have any hope, is coming down that and senses and sees that glory. And her and her children are lost. They're headed for hell. But the glory is coming down their aisle. And we're trying to do it. And we're trying to do it. When we need to arise in the Word, His presence, and shine. Because we are the glory church amen amen that my friends is the story of the glory and it's to be continued and that's who we are and that's the part we have to play now don't you see how that that connects with souls we must arise in the glory to impact the souls God thank you I just want to share I don't know if y'all sang this old hymn and your story hymnals in the old days, but First Peter 1, 7 through 9, let's read this. This used to be something we'd seen, you know, we, I was raised Baptist, you know. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Click. Whom having not seen ye love in him, though now ye see in him not, yet believing rejoice, With joy unspeakable and full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full. Now, finish it. Time out. Did you hear the words? And the half has never yet been told. Yeah, it has. It's been revealed. God gave it to Paul. The half has been told, and it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Praise God. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for this church. Thank you that this is one of your many churches that is going to rise and shine, because now they know, they know the hope of your glory, and there's riches of glory involved with this with this the blessings the healing god wants you needs you healed to operate in this glory to impact lost souls lord if there's anyone in here right now who has not made this decision their will they're not their names are not in that book everybody look at me right here i'm gonna i say this everywhere i go because the lord just tells me to do it and he he had me connected with jesse to for this reason how many's ever heard of jesse to but Jess, uh, Jesse had an encounter. I think he called it encounters with God. The God encounter, yeah, God encounters, yeah, that's it. Encounters of the God kind, yeah. So, and it was about how he had this visitation in heaven, and God talked to him. And and the thing about Jesse is, if you don't know it, he's real funny. But when he's off, and he's uh, his wife is the funny, loud one, not on stage, and he's not real talkative, and not being mean, just not that way. He said it's anointing that comes on him. So anyway, when he talks about this encounter when he was with God in heaven, he cries, like he just cries, oh, like a little kid that just cries. You can see how touching it is and real it was to him. And, and the thing that he told, it was all really good, you need to get it and listen to it, but the thing that impacted me when he was telling this to me was he said, right before I came back, God said to me, and I thought, God said this to you, the creator of the universe, the father of glory, it's on the card. He said to me, my saddest moment has not yet come, which I couldn't even imagine God saying that. And uh, he didn't say time because time, God doesn't operate in time. He operates in eternity. He cut out a slice of eternity, called it time for man's sake, and that's what we're running out of. So he says, my saddest moment will be the day of judgment when those who I sent my son for, who died for, who I loved, didn't make that willing commitment. People around them didn't shine enough for whatever reason. And they're not, their names are not in the book. And my whole perception of getting in heaven went different. I always saw myself, whoo, chest bump, Jesus, number one, just a sports thing. I'm going to have to get some vertical because you know he can. see my dad since 1986, um, see David, just have a great, great time. You know, talk to a him, just, just I, I look forward to it. But all of a sudden when I heard this, I thought, oh my goodness, what if I make eye contact on that day? I don't know, I'm just saying with somebody who I saw in Red Deer on a Sunday morning. And I shared the message of the story of the glory. And they look at me and find out their names not there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Did I fail? Did I not shine? Did I not give them the opportunity? So I don't want to leave here and drive to Edmonton and share the same story. Then drive to Calgary and share the same story. Then fly to Kelowna and share the same story. I don't want any of these precious maple-loving Canadians. Because you think maple syrup is good. Wait until you get to heaven. I can hear the Canadians, everything tastes like maple syrup. And it's only in their district. Anyway. He loves you. He knows. Hockey games going on. Snow all the time. No, no, no. But now, I want to get back to the seriousness um, of them, but it is really, really, really serious. And he said, he said uh, that, here's something interesting he said. He said, uh, he said, their names are not in there because I never knew them. I never knew them. Never knew them. Never fellowship. never partnered, never, just never knew them. And he also said, which he doesn't preach a lot, there were many that weren't in there that, thought they were and many that were in that you didn't think would be. But um, anyway, the Bible says, if you pray this prayer and you confess it with your mouth and you believe it in your heart, the covenant will be made and it will never be broken. Your name will be in there. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, Brother Chip, I don't know if my name's in there. I want to make sure of it today. I want to be part of the story. I don't want to be left out. I want to make the greatest decision that my will and my chooser could ever make. I don't know, maybe I did it when I was young, but maybe I didn't. I, I just. But I want to make it plain and sure today. If that's you, raise your hand and I will say a prayer with you and we'll make sure of it and today they will record it and write it down in that book and you will know. Does anybody want to make that decision? Praise God that day is coming there i see your hand thank you lord pray anybody want to join him or her not really sure oh, i see you brother i see you sister praise god good for you good for you i see you. i see it honey this young one praise god thank you lord anybody over here anybody want to man i don't i don't want to i don't want to even i, I want to put the questioning out i want to know that i know that i know raise your hand along with them. We've got about 4 or 5 there. Praise God. And you are going to join the glory team. And all the riches of his glory. Praise God. Everybody stand up with me. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to give you another opportunity if you didn't raise your hand cuz I want to tell this quick little story about my daughter. Because the Bible says, if you confess me before men, Jesus said, I'll confess you before my father on that day. If you're bold enough to not worry about what other people think and make a decision and a commitment, then uh, I will do the same for you on that day. And so the story of my daughter, she's now 25 years old. She's a producer in Denver, Colorado, the national TV show. And, uh, She was five years old. She had little pigtails all the time, and she talked with a lift. She doesn't anymore, but it was really cute at the time. And we were at a Taco Bell after a meeting, and she comes out of the restroom and goes, oh, by the way, you know five-year-olds, how cute they are and what they say, children say the darndest things, you know? She said, oh, I got saved in the bathroom and then began to eat her taco. Praise God, tacos for everyone. <laughs> Five years later, she turns 10. I'm, she's, she's with me on one of the meetings I was with, and, and, and the people, and I had mentioned that. If you uh, confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. And so I had a whole line of these kids. It was a youth deal, and getting saved. They wanted to be saved. They wanted their name in that book. Children, childlike faith. I don't want to not know. I want my name in that book. And so they came and so there's Taylor right in the middle. That, that was kind of embarrassing. I'm the guest minister. And my daughter's like the first one up there to get sane. So I had a I had a hand mic and I'm talking, 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 and then I'd get right by her and I go, Taylor, don't you remember Taco Bell? <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I'd go, you know, and get real Taco Bell bathroom. But here's Taylor, and this is why she's in television now. She interviews all these famous Hollywood stars and all of sudden. So I came by the third time, and she grabs the microphone. <laughs> Daddy, puts it real close, you know. Not, no. You said, honey, she, honey, Daddy, you said that, that he said if you would confess it before men, that he would confess me before God. Well, there were no men in that bathroom. I went, tacos for everyone. (laughs) But, But you know what happened? Watch this. A father's heart. I was so proud of her for not being a too cool for school by her friends and watched her friends come up then after because she was bold enough. Wow. And if my Father's heart as a father, how much more? When you make the step of faith. It was good of you to raise your hand, but how much more to come to the altar? So I want to invite everybody who raised your hand to come up here. And let me say the prayer with you in front of everybody. All the cloud of witnesses and everybody in this room. And if you didn't raise your hand and want to join them, come on up. But all those who raised your hand, come on, I'm challenged. Come on. Come on up here. Praise God. Atta, baby. Right there, my man. Right there. Praise God. Still give you a little time. Come on, girl. Bring her up here, Mom. Get up here. Oh, do you know them? Oh. Do you travel? Can you travel with me and get up here? There you go. There you go. I don't want to put you on the spot. I know there's two or three more that had their hands up. Praise God. So here's what it is, guys. Here's what it is. The Bible says that if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, do y'all believe that? Do you believe Jesus? Okay. All right. And that you believe he died on the cross for you. Okay. And you confess that, then, then, uh, then he will bring you into the kingdom, put your name in a huge, great book, and on that day you will be a citizen. Well, you'll be a citizen of heaven that today. And you'll be a part of this glory. And no, no matter what the enemy tries to tell you, the voices you're in. And, and and if you slip, just repent. It's not a big deal, but we want to keep going higher to where we don't have to repent as much. But if you do, just repent. God gave us that. Thank God we don't have to be perfect, but you know, we try to go higher and better. So if I were to give you a gift, and I and, and, and I do this with my children at Christmas, I can't wait, I give it to them early. I don't and how would you receive it? So you'd have to take it, yeah. So your hands would have to come out and receive it. So that's kind of what I like about lifting our hands, and the Bible talks about it. We just kind of thank you, God, for everything that you have, and I'm going to receive what you have. So let's just put our hands out, close your eyes, and say this after me. Just say it with your mouth, because the Bible says, speak it. Say, dear God, forgive me for all my sins, and I forgive others. And Jesus, I believe with all my heart that you're the Son of God, and that you died on the cross for me. Now I receive you into my heart, into my life, and I am born again. My name is written in the book. I'm a child of God. I'm on the glory team. I receive you and love you. Amen. Glory to God. You, you, my man, are a citizen of heaven. You are an alien down here. I was to begin with. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's your name? Dallas. Dallas? Yeah. Da- I don't ever want to play poker with you. <laughs> Dallas, what? McLeod. Mo- what? McLeod. McLeod. So can you imagine them writing right now that name, Dallas? That's just a D. <laughs> yeah, Dallas McLeod's in the book. We'll see each other there. Will you chest bump me there? Come on, baby. Let's go. Boom. All right. You ready? Right. No, just kidding. What's your name? <laughs> what's your name? Marlene what? Given. With an S? Given. Marlene. That's going in that book. And, and the people that you know, the great cloud of witnesses, know what's happening. Your grand, there's some grandparents and great grandparents, people that you are familiar with that are there, brothers, sisters, dads, mom, whatever, that are there. They know about this moment. Everything connected. He knows. Very excited. He's chest bumping Jesus. By the way, what's your name, darling? Julia. Julia, what? Andrew, Andrew Q. Andrew Q. Is that French? It's everything. Greek? Oh, it's everything. Well, guess what? They're putting Andrew Q in that book up there. And if you want in crayon. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. But it's cool. And your name's there. Jesus sees it. They're putting it there. The angels know you are a part of that family. And the glory will be seen upon you all your life. On the playground at recess. Your teacher will see it. What is it about her? Thank you, Lord, thank you for her in Jesus.